What's up, everyone? Aaron Nagler here, PackersNews.com. Nagler's Never Right, the Lambo edition. That's right. I am here for the week. I've stayed after the Monday night game and here until Saturday when I drive down to Chicago for the Bears game. So I'm sorry the sound, the audio is not quite as crisp, not quite as good. I'm just recording it on my computer this week. Um, but I did want to hop on here and talk about the news of the week, really. It's Martellus Bennett, the release the claiming by New England. Who saw that all coming, huh? Um, although I thought the check was kind of in the mail when a mysterious shoulder injury popped up out of nowhere, and then McCarthy was really vague about it for the last week and a half. So, uh, yeah, the Packers obviously letting go of their big free agent acquisition in Martellus Bennett. I, I'm sure most of you know the particulars. Um, I wouldn't belabor them here, but I will s- I will see and say the following. Yes, Martellus Bennett quit on the Packers. Yes, once Aaron Rodgers went down, he was ready to get out the door. No, it's not a, a uh, you know, a surprise, if you will, if you know Martellus Bennett at all. Um, I think a lot of people, I've gotten a lot of questions over the last kind of 24 hours, and I'll try and address some of them here. Um, I know you look at... Uh, you look at Martellus Bennett, you look at the situation. I've had a couple of people ask, well, will this affect Ted Thompson free agency going forward? Or, you know, how he kind of approaches free agency, the fact that he finally dips his toe in and he gets burned. Um, I don't think so at all. I, I think, you know, he's used free agency before, whether it's Charles Woodson, whether it's Julius Peppers. Um, if he sees uh, an opportunity, he'll take it. I don't think this will sour him on it or anyone in the organization, really. Yeah, you've got to understand, Martellus Bennett is a very, very special case. He is an outlier, a, a personality of which you do not see in the NFL too often, um, as anyone who follows the NFL with regularity knows. Um, you just look at you know everything he uh, did for after coming into this team, as far as you know, really trying to play up the the I'm here for Aaron Rodgers angle. Well that kind of backfires on him here because it's really clear you were only here for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you really can't be questioned on that because that's, you kind of laid that out, you know, um, procedurally, you know, the Packers will undoubtedly go after some of his, or if not all of his bonus money, um, you know, new England takes on his contract. Uh, the one kind of silver lining here is the Packers now will get a compensatory pick or he will not count towards the compensatory formula, which means that the loss of Micah Hyde will probably net them a fifth-round pick. So, uh, you know, there that is kind of the – and the fact that compensatory picks can now be uh, traded, that's um, a good thing, obviously. But, uh, you know, that that's the Marty B situation. Um, I do wonder how it will affect the offense going forward. We saw the first game without Martellus Bennett on Monday night, and we saw – a lot less pounding of the football, a lot less power, and we saw a lot more spread. And I'm not so sure that's a great direction for this team to be heading. Obviously, I think most people were surprised with the lack of Aaron Jones um, that um, that we saw. He only got five carries. Um, there was a lot more time Montgomery, a lot more splitting him out, out of the backfield. Um, obviously, that opened things up in the middle for for Brett Hundley. That op- you know, in that no huddle, they, got, they worked the middle of the field a couple times with that. I just don't think that's that's the way this team can go. I think this team has to play maybe not power, maybe not smash mouth, but more traditional running of the football and working off of play action. 
because let's face it, it's twofold. They've got to protect their young quarterback, and the best way to do, to do that is running the football, staying ahead of the sticks, keeping them in manageable third-down situations. And the other part of it is it keeps their defense off the field. At this point, that's got to be the number one goal, right? Um, now, obviously, they're not going to be facing Matthew Stafford and Drew Brees every week. but and In fact, they're facing a rookie quarterback this week. But the less this defense is asked to do, the better. And the running game has got to be the focal point going forward. And if it's not, you know, obviously means McCarthy doesn't agree with me. And I wonder uh, what exactly he's trying to accomplish. Because I, I think his the way McCarthy has used Brett Hundley the first two weeks tells you all you need to know about what, how he, where he thinks his strengths are, uh, which are, you know, basically horizontally and with his legs. You know, the guy's thrown more three-yard passes than anyone I can remember in a Packers uniform in a real long time. Uh, so that's kind of, you know, where I think they've got to run the football. They've got to feature, uh, they've got to feature Aaron Jones, at least, you know, a lot more than they did against Detroit. Um, and then speaking of the defense, you know, Dom Capers and company kind of came through uh, what I call the baton death march of the Lambeau Field Atrium or the Lambeau Field Auditorium, the media auditorium. And they sit up there and they're, they have the kind of their mini press conferences. We get the guys for, you know, five, ten minutes each and kind of asked um, a bunch of questions that, you know, they give rote answers to or nothing too illuminating, but it's pretty clear that Dom Capers is, you know, he's a lot like Mike McCarthy. He's not going to overreact to deficiencies. He's not going to overreact to um, problems on his defense. He's going to try to correct them. Uh, he's going to be even keeled about it. Um, and he points out, you know, how a step here, a step there, a play there, a play somewhere else, you know, they, they, it looks a lot different, the outcome. But, you know, you are what you put on your on tape. And right now the Packers are a team that, the last football game they played, they couldn't make the opponent punt. I mean, obviously they almost did, but Mike Daniels had a stupid penalty. Uh, but they, you know, they have got to. When it comes to playing this Chicago Bears team, um, I think you're going to see a lot more three-man line. That's what you saw last time around. Um, it'll be interesting to see how much Montrevious Adams plays. Uh, you know, Adams got his first action there against Detroit. Um, you know, obviously he didn't no highlight plays. This kid's not going to come and light the world on fire, but it's good to get his toes wet a little bit. But I think they're going to need a lot more out of him this year. And uh, Turgovac, the defensive line coach, he said he expects it. You know, he expects this kid to be a contributor down the line this year. So um, the earlier turn, I mean, I think it's good that they got him out there. I didn't expect much. And I didn't see much. But uh, hopefully his development will continue throughout the season for the Packers. Uh, the other rookie, obviously, who made his kind of debut, uh, his NFL debut on Monday night, was Vince Beagle. And I had a lot of people in my mentions on Twitter saying that, oh my gosh, this is what we've been waiting for, or in a sarcastic tone, uh, in a way of like, I can't believe, like, this is our pass rush savior, and things of that nature. And you got to remember, this kid missed the entire offseason. I mean, he missed the whole thing. And he hasn't practiced uh, you know, done any practicing at all up until two weeks ago. Um, so it, it stands to reason this kid was not going to come in and light things up. Um, and he was going to be a bit all over the map, and he was. But I thought for, you know, getting his toes wet in his first NFL action, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, you know, it's promising. Now, they're going to need him. They absolutely need him down the stretch because, uh, let's be honest here, 
especially at outside linebacker, especially on third downs when you've got one-on-ones with tackles that they should be beating. Right now, Nick Perry and Clay Matthews are pretty much invisible. Um, you know, the Lions had second and third string tackles playing out there on Monday night, and they couldn't get anywhere against them, either Perry or Matthews. And, you know, Vince Beagle is going to make an impact on this team. That's where the opportunity is. Because right now, Perry and Matthews are not doing anything when it comes to rushing the passer. I think they're playing well in other ways, but in, in terms of winning one-on-ones to get to the quarterback, those are few and far between. And that is something where Vince Beagle, if given the opportunity, has got to take advantage. Um, finally, I just wanted to talk about, I've been getting a lot of questions about Mike McCarthy, Ted Thompson, and their job securities. You know, and Dom Capers as well, although I think you know, Adam, I think, is is most likely done at the end of the year, especially if things continue on the road that they've been on. Um, the interesting part to me is with Mike McCarthy, you know, I think I've said this before, both here and on Facebook and on Twitter, you know, earlier today. Um, but, you know, they have got to kind of, it's an interesting place that they find themselves because Ted Thompson is, you know, obviously under contract until 2018 through that draft. So after the 2018 season through that draft. And Mike McCarthy's last year is next next season, 2018. And you can't imagine if they continue down this road of looking as bad as they have, um, that they're going to extend Mike McCarthy's contract. It would, just, it would just be weird. Like, oh, look, you just went 6-10. and 10. Here's a contract extension. You know, there's just... I can't imagine that would happen. So then, essentially, Mike McCarthy enters 2018 as a lame duck coach. Um, and obviously, we'll get Aaron Rodgers back. But does Mark Murphy just let it ride until after the season? And then does he bring in a new general manager with the idea that they can pick their own head coach? Because most any GM worth their salt is going to want to pick their own guy. Or is it passing off to someone internally with the understanding they're going to extend McCarthy? There's a lot, a lot about to come to a head in the next 18 months. Um, and that's why I think the pressure is only going to mount uh, for Mike McCarthy. Which, by the way, how ridiculous is it? You know, here we are on Thursday morning. I come into the media auditorium and there's the head coach having to answer questions about Martellus Bennett when he didn't sign him. He didn't cut him, but he's got to answer all the questions. I just It's ridiculous to me. And I understand there are lots of fans who could care less. They do not care that Ted Thompson never talks from August to March. Um, I find it patently absurd, uh, especially for on a team that you're the general manager of a team. You're the head of football for a team that touts its, um, its public roots, its public ownership, its, you know, the Fans own the team, but they'll never have accountability from the man who runs the football side of it. It's just weird, you know? And people always say, oh, you just, all he would do is deflect and give you platitudes and, you know, be boring. Fine. Be boring. Don't answer the questions. Totally deflect. I'm fine with all of that. Just be accountable for your decisions. Come and and, and answer for your decisions. You run the team. But instead, McCarthy has to go out there again and again. It happens all the time and answer questions 
about things that, frankly, he has nothing to do with. He didn't sign Martellus Bennett. He didn't make Martellus Bennett fake a shoulder injury so he could get out and get cut and go back to the Pats. I don't know if that's what really happened, but it sure looks that way. But McCarthy didn't have anything to do with that. You know, Ted Thompson is the one who played hardball with with, um, Cook and had him end up in, in Oakland and favored Martellus Bennett. That was Ted Thompson's decision. So what was your thinking behind that? Why did you draw the line in the sand on Cook? You know, and he's not the one who decided to cut him in the end. You know, I'm sure McCarthy was hoping he could get him back at some point this year to help with the run blocking, but, you know, now he's gone. That's not McCarthy's decision. That's Thompson's decision. Come for a reckoning of said decision. It's not that hard. You just got to stand there, do your mumbo-jumbo, your little mumbling, sip on your, your, your you know, what do you call it, the, the water bottle for a little, little bit like he does, you know, tell a folksy story about Texas, and then you're out. It's not that hard. And I, you know, I had the thought that maybe he was on the road or something. But his car's here. I saw his car when I got in this morning, and it was gone later in the day. So I know he's here. So I don't want that excuse. Uh, it just bugs me. It just bu- it bugs me. I think more than it should, and I recognize that. But again, if you're the team, the team, the only team who gets to you know play up your public ownership roots and you know bilk your your fans for two hundred dollars each for squares of paper that don't do much other than sit on a mantle and you know operate as an heirloom i guess you're gonna do all that you're gonna play all those angles then you got a gm who just doesn't feel the need to own up or be accountable to anything or anyone other than i guess mark murphy although who knows what mark murphy is doing he's probably busy with title town so those are the things that bug me and I know it's not rational. I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure it bugs me more than it should. And I know a lot of you don't care, and probably a lot of you already stopped listening a little while ago. So I'm gonna get out of here. But I did want to get that off my chest, and I thank you so much for doing so. Um, thanks a lot, everyone. Sorry for a little rant there, but like I said, it's been eating away at me all day. Kind of bugs me. Um, make sure you're checking PackersNews.com for all the latest. We'll have our predictions up um, and all the other stuff from the locker room today. There at PackersNews.com up overnight and into the weekend. And then, uh, obviously, the Packers take on the Bears uh, Sunday afternoon. So I will talk to you then. In the meantime, thanks for listening to Nagler's Never Run.